Did you see uh, – I, I, I appreciate Shep sending this to me. Did you see that there is a – there is a um, – what is it, like an E60 or like a ESPN Plus feature on your uh, your boy, the wolf, the Kansas City Chief wolf guy, the uh, bank robber? Oh, really? Yeah. Here, I'll, let, me, let me see if I can well, find don't, it. Well, don't call him my boy. Well, I mean – He's not my dude. Every Chiefs fan is your guy, right? What do you mean? That's not, not my buddy, dude. pal. You're not my pal, friend. <laughs> what were we saying the other day? You know I have no idea who you are when I call you pal. Uh, let's see here. No, I, I am a big fan, though, of his Okay, work. hold on. Let's, you want to listen to this real quick before yeah, we get to the yeah, top well, five? Let's, okay. let's hear it. This is courtesy of Shep. It's called uh, – it's a sports center featured, the shocking saga of Chiefs Kingdom superfan Xavier – Bubadar? Uh, it's he, called. Do we know that he's actually a fan, though, either? <laughs> well, I mean, he did wear, wear a wolf's costume to every single game. <laughs> and he robbed the bank so that he would be able to pay for tickets. So, I mean, I think that's a pretty good indication that he might be a fan. It said it, it's called Where's Wolf? The Search for Chief Aholic. Let's, let's, let's see. It. Describe Chief Aholic to someone who's never heard of him. He was honestly like the poster child for Chiefs fans. It had a good look. People really were attracted to it. I texted him. I was like, dude, you just put 80 racks on the Chiefs? And he's like, don't let that get out. I like to hustle in private. Chiefsaholic is like on the run. How dangerous do you think he is right now? How dangerous is armed robbery? How dangerous is anybody who's alleged to have committed an armed robbery? Allegedly, he entered the bank. We believe he jumped over the counter, his face covered, put a gun in a woman's chest, asked to be taken to the hundreds. I believe that my client is innocent. That he didn't commit any of these crimes that he's charged with. I believe that my client is innocent until proven guilty. (laughs) Yeah, that last part's important. (laughs) I believe that my client is innocent. Until proven, <laughs> until proven guilty. Oh gosh, I'm so dumb. I'm so dumb. It's, it's where wolf get it? Werewolf? Where wolf? I'm sitting like werewolf. That doesn't make any sense. I where is he? Oh, instead of werewolf, werewolf. The search for Chief Hollett. So. uh He's locked up now, right? I believe he's still in the hole. Yes, I think so. <laughs> I mean, he's got to be. Wasn't he linked to, like, like 20 different robberies or something? Hey, do you know what, spree. Josh? Do you know what? Uh, apparently, we're going to find out Monday on ESPN+. Plus. I love that they're cashing in on this. I've, of all the – this is one of those – this is why I love the people at ESPN and the way that they're thinking, okay? Give the people I mean, what they want. Right. Think about this. You could sit there going, hey, NBA season's starting up. What's the heck of a story going on with the Wimbenyama and, and Chet Holmgren's back after? Ah, nah, nah. What's that guy with the wolf? Uh, what the, wasn't there a wolf guy? guy? Well, 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 hold on, hold on. The, the wolf we, head here, that robber, what's he up to? We could have the first ever, well, the, in the modern era of college football, we could have a college football team go back to back to back. 
for national champ. That's amazing. They just it? ruled that James Madison won't be going to a bowl. Do you guys right. want to touch on that? What? what? What's up with the dude in the wolf's costume? I mean, now, what's how, he? <laughs> how many racks did he put down on the Chiefs to win last week? Shep, I'm so grateful you sent that to me this morning. Absolutely made my day. All right, we got work to do. We're at Cavens, Cavens Group, Cavens Disaster, Disaster Response. 405-573-3048. Mold is real. Mold is problematic. Mold removal is necessary. Find out if you have mold by calling Gary and his crew. Also, Central Oklahoma, North Oklahoma, all of Oklahoma, Kansas, North Texas, and Arkansas, CavinsGroup.com. Whoever put that together, by the way, when they decided my client is innocent, was the chef's kiss. Great job. You, You don't think that he did this? My client is, I believe my client is innocent until proven guilty. <laughs> I, again, I, I always quote Eddie Murphy's either raw or delirious. Uh, there's the moment where she's like, I walked in. It was you. I saw you, baby. It wasn't me. But you were there. You were. Wasn't me. You didn't see what you think you saw. Well, I guess maybe it wasn't you. <laughs> That's what the defense attorney is going with. All right, there's a lot to get to in the world of sports. In fact, so much, we have like a myriad of things to fit into number five. So it's time for the top five stories of the day, brought to you by Newcastle Casino. It's time for the top five stories of the day. Brought to you by Newcastle Casino. Newcastle Casino, where real gamers play. Let's go, man. All right, Newcastle Casino, I-44, exit 107. 14 different table games to choose from, uh, an incredible selection of slot machines, and, of course, the OTB as well as Happy Hour, Monday through Friday. Check them out at NewcastleCasino.com. Big store number five. Number five. All right, I mentioned we had a myriad of stories to get to here in big story number five, all right? First of all, OKC is in action tonight against the Golden State Warriors in Oh, my gosh. I almost said in Golden State. In San Francisco, <laughs> that'll be a 9 o'clock tip. Uh, so, Bally's, but when the Bally's app doesn't work, which inevitably it won't, it'll be on NBA TV, too. So, hopefully that, hopefully that'll work. So, OKC in Golden State tonight. Uh, I, I found myself watching a little NBA. It's one of only two games in the NBA tonight, and it's a regular season game, so it's not one of the uh, – Interny qualification games. I watched a little NBA last night. Watched the uh, Hawks get off the worst last-second shot I've ever seen in falling to the Knicks. Uh, the Knicks are on quite a run after struggling out of the gates. Celtics beat the Sixers by 10. Lakers got smoked last night. And uh, Draymond Green suspended five games. Does, does that do anything for you or nah? Uh, I mean, probably yeah. an appropriate punishment, right? I think so. I think it I mean, he's, he's always going to be, because of the history, the first guy to get punished. Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, the other story that was just on the cusp of having number five all to itself, Major League Baseball owners voted this morning to allow the Oakland A's to move to Las Vegas, paving the way for the second relocation of a baseball team in the last... 25 years what would have uh why can i not think who was the other washington i had to think about it for a second too they were montreal and they moved to the uh nationals 
Gosh, potential- that was in the last 25 years? Past half in the second time of the past half century. Yeah, I think they moved in 2000, didn't they? Hold on. Oh, okay. Gosh, I just. Hold on. Let's hold on. For some uh, reason, I was thinking that happened in the 90s, but. Did it? I guess founded 20, 25 years 2000, ago. 2004. 2004. Oh, gosh. So it's been. They really haven't been there that long. No, they haven't. And they've won a World Series. Uh, here's the. Here's the. Re- and now the rest of the story. The potential move. Uh, received unanimous support despite many unanswered questions about the team's short-term future and stadium plans. So, in other words, it's like, you guys can move to Vegas. That's awesome. They're going to build us a stadium. It's going to be great. All right, where are you playing in the meantime? We don't know. (laughs) We don't know. Legal challenges from a teacher's union in Nevada regarding the $380 the state has committed to the construction of the stadium. Still could scuttle the move, but winning approval from owners marks a significant step towards the A's leaving Oakland. And what is the timeline for, assuming it gets approved, the stadium to be completed? It doesn't really, let's see, in 2021, the team shows Vegas April 23. They don't really have a date here. I want to say that uh, a while back we looked and they... 2028. I was going to say, yeah, 28 was what I remembered. The A's lease with the Oakland Coliseum expires after the 24 season, and the team has yet to solidify fans where it would pl- solidify plans as to where it would play before the Vegas hey, stadium is ready at 28. You know what? It worked out once before. We uh, OKC. That's right. Open arms. We helped the the Hornets out. Come on down to OKC for four years. We we got uh, we got plenty of room for you. We would we would outdraw what they get in Oakland. But that would be a lot. It'd be a lot of baseball, oh, man. That'd be awesome. A lot of baseball. I'm, I'm sorry to our uh, AAA Dodgers, but yes, I will welcome the Athletics. All right, I got a trivia question for you. I did not know this answer, and I wouldn't know it unless it was right in front of my face. So the Expos officially moved to Washington in 05. The last Major League Baseball team to relocate prior to that was. Oh, I I don't have the foggiest idea. Yeah, I wouldn't either. The Washington Senators, who became the Texas Rangers in 1972, and the A's, who moved to Oakland from Kansas City in 1968. So teams were moving all over the place in the late 60s, early 70s. The A's, man, all they do is move. That's all they do. All right, big story number four. Number four. Josh, how do you feel? How do you feel about the decision by the NCAA to deny the postseason waiver for James Madison? I don't feel great about it. I, I the rule to me is, uh, I think, antiquated. In a world where the transfer portal has radically changed things in general, I just. I don't know. What, why is it in place? I mean, what well, is here, Steve Braun, noted, noted brilliant athletics, college athletics mind, had told us a while back that originally the rules were in place because teams, well-funded D3 teams, would jump up to Division Two and just, just rake and just dominate. Which, you know, but D2 to D1 is not the same. It's a, exactly. Uh, here was the quote. And you tell me if this does anything for you. Okay. 
requirements for members transitioning into FBS, hey now, are based on factors beyond athletics performance. They are intended to ensure schools are properly evaluating their long-term sustainability in the subdivision. That's a lot of words there. Division I members continually assess transition requirements, and the board continues to believe that if D1 members do not think this requirement is appropriate, those concerns should be addressed through rule changes rather than waiver requests. What a crock of you-know-what. Yeah, why don't, they got to get rid of this. It's just dumb. The, the more I'm thinking about it, it's just stupid. Why would you be in Division One but you're not in Division One? Just let them – if they're playing in Division One football and they've qualified for a bowl, they should go to a bowl game. It didn't just affect uh, – now, here's the thing. They can go to a bowl game, Josh. If there aren't enough over 500 teams, they can go to a bowl game. Which, so can Jacksonville State, which is just the dumb part of this. Which there's a good chance that's going to happen because it's right. happened. I mean, what? We've had five and seven teams a lot of times over the last yep. however many years. But but even then, it shouldn't. they shouldn't have to wait on that. No, I, I agree 100%. All right, big story number three. Number three. All right, y'all. National Football League. We actually have for a Thursday night game. A great game. We got a great game tonight. Big one for uh for both in terms of seeding down the line. I mean, this is Ravens uh, they got to bounce back, right? If they want to track down yep. Kansas City or Miami. So, yeah, this is a huge game for them. Bengals at Ravens tonight on Prime Video. Meanwhile, your primetime games for the most part are okay. Monday night football is Eagles Chiefs, maybe the game of the year. Sunday Night Football is Vikings-Broncos. Ah, yes. It's going to be great. Dude, I love next week so much. I think next week is my favorite week of the year. Why is that? Because Thanksgiving. And you've got three really good games on Thursday. Okay, what we- what what is the Thanksgiving okay. Day slate? What does it look like? You ready? Like? Yeah, I'm ready. Packers at Lions. Solid game. Solid. Pack, now, pack, Packers struggling. Right? This, this is uh, crazy. Follow me with this, people. The Packers are not a very exciting <laughs> team to watch in this game. I know that's, The Lions are the good team, that's guys. That's right. The Lions are the good team that we want to watch. Um, number, uh, number two, listen to me. At 2 o'clock, well, Commanders at Cowboys. Not, not all that great. But you know the Commanders are going to throw the ball 500 times. How about your boy Eric Bieniemy? Holy smokes, man. Howell, uh, Howell has done some nice things. And then Niners at Seahawks for the evening game. Very good game. Uh, Black Friday's Dolphins at Jets, which was really exciting in the preseason. But now, not so much. You know what else is next weekend? The first Raiders-Chiefs game of the season. And then the Raiders finally have their bye the following week. <laughs> the uh, Black Friday thing, is it going to stick? I think so. Yeah. And, and I'll tell you what. I know I'm a homer. I think the Raiders should play on Black Friday. Oh, man, that's perfect for them. They I should, think the Raiders should play They should play, should play a Black home Friday game every Black Friday. Black Friday. I mean, does anyone in Vegas celebrate Thanksgiving anyway? Come on, Black Friday. All right, um, I, I do have some audio here from <laughs> – I do have – thanks, Bob. I do have some audio here from Deshaun Watson, or as some of you might refer to him as Deshaun Watson – but we'll get to that coming up after the break. He's officially out for the year. Number two. Number two. Boy, Jenny Baranchek's team's cooking out of the box. Uh, Tyler, 
I don't know who she is. Skyler Van scored her 1,000th career point as Oklahoma rolled over Alabama State 92-46. to Here is Ginny Baranchek post-game about how she felt, about the energy and the way the team played. Wait for it. Obviously, our marketing. I just want to thank all the people that made that happen. Obviously, our marketing department does an incredible job, but there's also sponsorship that takes place, the city of Norman, the public schools, the private schools, all the schools, um, to be able to value this. And so for us to be able to, you know, this year we've really talked about having a theme of character, and I think, you know, obviously it's near and dear to my heart having a fourth and fifth grader um, watching you sports. And we want to be able to be a picture of teamwork and civility and having fun on, with sport. And so that's something that uh, I'm really excited to continue to carry this. And the only thing that's going to make it better is we're going to sell this thing out hopefully next year. So um, that's where I'm really, really excited about that. Also, another game of a lot of balance, especially a lot of balance in minutes. Really fun for us to be able to um, to play the way that we play. Was it our best game? I don't know. Probably not. But at the same time, I think we continue to focus on getting better and having fun. I think you got to see that. Congratula- congratulations to Coach Jitty Baranchek in Oklahoma, 3-0. and And congratulations to the coaches for voting Oklahoma ahead of Ole Miss, unlike uh, the, the Riders after, of That's course, right. Oklahoma won at Ole Miss. That's right. Which gets us to big story number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. Now listen. I firmly am all in, all in, Josh Helmer, with Teddy Lehman's idea that <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> that if Oklahoma wins the Big Twelve title, they hook the championship trophy onto the back of the bus and drag it back to Norman. <laughs> and then carry it all the way up and chuck it out the north end zone. But I'm also all in on this. Please get to the Big 12 title game, OU. The Big 12 and WWE are partnering in the Big 12 championship game. There will be a championship belt for the game MVP That'll be presented by a WWE wrestler. Oh, my gosh. There'll be a WWE and Big 12 logo on the field, and there'll be collaborative merch. Now, I'm not going to lie. When I first read collaborative merch, I thought it said collaborative match, and I was all in for Danny Stutzman showing up on Raw. By God, who's at the head of the table? That's Danny Stutzman's music. I hope Jim Ross. I hope, Now, I know Jim Ross is AEW now. And I know good old JR. I know he's been battling some issues. I hope JR is able to be there for this. Huh? I'll, well, I hope Oklahoma's there for it. But now, do you know, I feel like I'm going to give the pregame speech. Gentlemen, do you understand? You win your last two games and a few things happen. The best player in the Big 12 title game is getting a WWE title belt. Let's go. Question. Yes, please. If Oklahoma makes the Big 12 championship game, should I wear my WWE title belt that my brother-in-law gave me last year around the sidelines? I don't know why you wouldn't. Just just strap it around my waist and just wear it around? Broadcasting malpractice if you don't. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we got to take a break. We're so far behind. It is 11-23. But when we come back, 
So that's the fun part of the of, of the Big 12. Let's get to the frustrating part. And at the very least, I think they got the rule right, but the process to get there sure was convoluted. So let's get the details on the new tiebreaker or revised tiebreaker next right here on The Ref. We've got to make the Big 12 title game, Josh. We've got to win the Big 12 title game. I mean, come on. What is the <laughs> what's the scenario for OU Texas? Uh, you want to do this? It's yeah. Up to you you want to do this? Okay. First of all, I got to go find the website. So for it to be, let's see, twitter.com slash T row. This is what I've got. Okay. Okay. Oklahoma for, state. For it to be, to be clear for it to be Oklahoma and Texas. Yeah. There's two scenarios based on what I'm looking at. If this, if this is in fact, right from, uh, let's see, uh, at Shelly Hat 425. Uh, Oklahoma State loses to Houston or BYU. It's Oklahoma, okay. Texas. The other scenario would be Iowa State beats Kansas State. Tech beats Texas. Okay, hold on, hold on. I can't get to the web. Where is the website at? Toby tweet. Oh. Toby, oh. we need this as a pinned tweet. No, 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 no. Here's what's the best part of it is Toby tweeted it innocently and it's like, hey, guys, this site is good information. And then all of a sudden it's him fighting with everyone. Okay, take me through your scenario again. All right, this is – I think it's it's Oklahoma State – it's Oklahoma and, uh, and uh, Texas. No, it would be Kansas and Oklahoma – Kansas State and Oklahoma if the favorites went out and Iowa State beats Texas. That's so right. So you, you give me your scenario for OU Texas again, what you think. Oklahoma State loses to either Houston or BYU, and obviously okay, Oklahoma just, wins out. Right. Texas Oklahoma. wins out. Okay. That's it? Yes, that's it. Uh, Kansas State, I think uh, you would say they went out too. So basically Oklahoma State loses to Houston or BYU. Right. It would be Oklahoma and, and Texas okay. in the Big 12. Even if Kansas State wins out, it's, it's Oklahoma and Texas. That's what I thought. Okay. They I'm, would be above Kansas State based on their winning percentage against the number one team. How about this okay, scenario? Okay, I've got it. All right. Iowa State beats Kansas State. Hold on, hold on. That's next week, okay? Tech beats Texas. Uh, everything, Oklahoma State wins its last two games? Yeah, everything else goes according to plan. Okay. That would be Oklahoma and Texas. That's what I thought. Okay, so those are the scenarios for OU Texas. Huh. Would you like them again? No, no, no. I'm just... Because there was a scenario where if Oklahoma beat Iowa State, I'm sorry, if Texas beat Iowa State but lost to Tech, Oklahoma would be on the outside looking in. Wait, run that by me one more time. There was a scenario where if Texas lost, and I said Oklahoma, I'm sorry. If Texas lost to Iowa State, uh, if Texas beat Iowa State but lost to Tech, that Oklahoma would be on the outside looking in. Gotcha. But it doesn't look like that's. That would also, though, involve Iowa State beating Kansas State, too. Because if Kansas State beats Iowa State, then Oklahoma is out, and it's Texas and Oklahoma State. <laughs> There's so many different things that could happen. I need a full list of what if all every, the different potential outcomes. What if every single – no, that's just – you want no, what am I doing? To Why all am of I doing my... this? To all of my site editors and page managers and this and that out there, 
You want a page views bonanza. Here you go. You got it. Accurately, Figure out. Accurately put together every possible Big 12 championship game possibility from this week forward. Put that yep. story together and page views bonanza. There you go. Page You're welcome. views bonanza. And I will take my 10%. Thank you very much. Um. Okay, let's just go. I, I want to. What I think is going to happen this week. How do you feel about Jason Bean playing? I don't think that he's going to play. Okay. I think Texas is going to beat Iowa State too. I do too, but I picked Iowa State as my upset. I'm. I, I, I'm just hoping. It, it's you know, hey, in Ames, mm-hmm. and they've been playing good football. Brooks kinda, is out, and yours. I mean, is he fully healthy? Dude, this is uh, – I can't start on this. See, I told you we we're not going to do this on the air. And I did this on the air, and now I'm just completely infatuated with what could potentially happen here. It is It is unsafe, you and I. We're not, to- we're not professional enough for this. Toby's tweet uh, in which he threw out this link has 235,000 views. Oh, my goodness. And you know what? That might reach a million by uh, Saturday morning. <laughs> Oh, my gosh, that's absolutely hilarious. So funny. Well done. Uh, and then I wanted to – I brought I brought up my rant earlier today before we get back to OU. Remember, I'm, I'm working on the dumbest texts that have been sent to me. Uh, maybe I should rephrase that. The dumbest tweets that have been sent to me. We had a – oh, I, did I tell you I added one from this weekend? I added one from this weekend. We're, we're getting there. There was the guy who ended up saying something really nice about me today, so I'm, I'm kind of thinking about removing him from that conversation. But there was the guy that was trying to make a point about, well, ESPN should be in those conversations, and then started bringing up all our sponsors. And I'm like, I don't, I don't think that fits what we're talking about. Whenever uh, 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 Kevin Nagandi was in the conversation about the future and revenue sharing for college athletes, no offense to Kevin, but tell you doing there, bro. The second one that I got was this weekend where I said, you know, I'm just this Michigan story. I'm over it. Right. Suspend him or don't. I don't care. It doesn't really matter to me. Couldn't care less. And someone tweeted, Plank hates the Harbaugh story because it threatens the big time power five monopoly of elite football schools like OU. And I'm like, what? How does advanced scouting by Michigan affect anything that anyone else is doing you have here's something you have to understand that i've come to grips with recently go ahead and i do struggle against it there is a faction of fans and listeners media consumers out there that are convinced that you and i every day come into this radio station or on that website and you and i have a master plan for how we're going to manipulate the masses that you and i wish i did it's a it's a you know it's a Coerced effort, and you and I have some some evil master plan to de- design a result. So once you accept that there's people that feel that way about what you and I are saying and doing, you will just be able to put that at ease. And then there is this one from And I'm my, here to tell you that's not the case. It's not true. None of that happened. I mean, literally, this show comes together on the drive into the radio station. I mean, come on. Um, and, and then, Mark, I tweeted the story today that was the, the Wake Forest, Dave Clawson, complaining about people – going after their roster. And I'm like, well, name names. I mean, show me some evidence. 
And in this response, I, I literally grabbed my phone and I wanted to throw it across the room because Mark with a C who doesn't even follow me and spell Mark the right way. It's M-A-R-K. Okay. <laughs> hey, be nice to our M-A-R-C's out there. I'm kidding. But he writes, there aren't names to be named. These other schools aren't contacting the players directly. It's people affiliated with those schools that are reaching out, like boosters and other players. You freaking dope. That's, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. You moron. Oh. They, who's do, they're not just magically doing it. Oh, I'm not affiliated with anyone. But if you would like to live in a beachy area that has the sun up in it. No, they're working on behalf of a program. Is is that just the, hey, don't blame this season on me. Everybody else is cheating and we're not. I mean, is that pretty much where the card is being played? I just saw that text and I was like, yeah, I mean, so they're just not trying to get guys to go to those schools if you have proof that they're reaching out especially if it's a booster that's even worse and that's even worse and all of this of course stems right from hartman was wake forest quarterback and now he's gone and he's at notre dame right i mean that's the genesis of this this week no absolutely gotta be i mean that's one thousand percent what he's not gonna say that but that's my, what he's saying, right? Here's my personal favorite thought in this, um, and sorry to be a little bit scattered and not necessarily Sooner-centric here in this segment, but these coaches want to pound their chest whenever they say, these guys said no to other offers. They said no, and they stayed here because this place matters, right? Go listen to who was it in the preseason. I think it might have been the North Carolina State coach. One of the coaches said it on Andy Staples' podcast. They want to beat their chest and tell we are more than just a, a dollar sign. We're more than that. These guys want to be here. But, oh, whenever their roster starts to get taken by some of those dollar signs, it's the first thing they want to complain about. Well, I, I just they're, they're poaching my roster. It's like, make up your mind. Which one is it? Is your program so strong and so solid that you got guys saying no to six-figure offers, or is it an excuse because you keep losing guys? I'm very perplexed right now. How did we end up back here again? Oh, yeah, uh, dumbest text that our tweets that I've received. We've got three in the running right now. Um, we've only started this probably in what, late October? So I'm sure there's more we can find. I really love when people fight with you online. It's, it's great for the program. I, here's what I've done is I've stopped fighting with them on Twitter. I've just stopped. I'm not going to respond. I'm not going to reply, but I'm going to bring it to the show. That's right. Attack them here. They'll never find us. I'm not going to talk about it on a place where you don't even follow me anyway. And if I retweet you, that does more for you than anything else. But I sure as hell will bring you here and drag you all around the station. All right, quick break. When we come back, speak. The best way to get in touch with this show beyond Twitter is the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Let's hit the best of it next right here on The Ref. All right, welcome back into the home of Sooner fans. It's the ref with Josh Helmer. I'm Chris Plank. Cavens emergency response, water, fire, mold, hazmat. Call them today, 405-573-3048. And mold doesn't care how new your house is. If you get a water intrusion, you're in trouble. So Gary has uh, been studying. He's been trained on mold-free construction. It's a new service they've added. If you're building, if you're thinking about building, call them at 405-573-3048. 
Uh, you want to some text here, Josh? Let's do just that. Fire away. All right. From the 5-8-0. It would be such a Big 12 thing for OSU to play Texas or OU in the championship than OSU to win on some judgment call by a ref. I firmly believe that if Oklahoma or Texas play OSU in the Big 12 championship game, it's a two-score game. I don't think – I mean, I can't figure out. If what Oklahoma State put on film last week is what they do this week in Houston, Houston's going to beat them and it's not a conversation. And Houston's not very good. But, I mean, to me, Josh, Houston has been one of the worst teams in the Big 12 all season long. And I'm not so sold that Oklahoma State can't go there and beat them. Or I get beat by them after what I saw last week. And I think UCF's pretty good. Well, that would fit ideally the category that uh, we were talking about earlier, which is college football sometimes there's no predicting it which really that's right. you know football sports in general but that would houston would be that team right that i, mm-hmm. I don't know right, right now i'd love to see it happen it's uh you know it's in houston i, I don't know how they're gonna win the game i just can't talk myself into it um david from norman james madison agreed to the two-year probation period when they moved to fbs now they don't want to abide by what they agreed to that's the issue well, now, I mean, the issue is the NCAA having this stupid rule still. Well, I mean, David, I I know that you like to tweak Steely. I know that you are one of the ultimate. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, it's not ag- Con- aggravators, contrarians. contrarians, bro. It's you. You make it seem like JMU came to the table and the NCAA was like, "All right, you need to give us two years." That's that dims the rules. It's not like they came in and were like, "Okay, we agreed to this," and then change. It's it's a dumb rule. It's an antiquated rule. David, you live in Norman. If this show went national, if this show went national, and I told you that I don't care how good your takes are, I ain't reading your takes for two years until I find out whether or not you're making any sense, whether or not I think you know what you're talking about. That's dumb. And that's essentially what's going on here. You can use all the big fancy adjectives and words that you want, but they're trying to create things that are I-M-H-O, not as big of an issue in 2023 as they might have been when this rule was written. So it's not like it's something unique or different. It's just been an old – it's like the advanced scouting rule. Why? It's, it's old. It's dumb. Why should they be punished for being good? The uh, yeah. Vegas Golden Knights, it upset everybody. They're an expansion team. First year went to the Stanley Cup final. But you right. know what? They got to go to the Stanley Cup final because they're playing in the National Hockey League. Why That's should right. this be any different for James Madison? And, oh, by the way, it's not like there was this big expansion draft where they pillaged everybody's rosters. That's right. That's right. Uh, Brand, by the way, thank you for sharing the Charlie meme from Always Sunny whenever he was down in the mailroom. He's like, yeah, dude, John's upstairs. He's been waiting for his mail. He has no idea where it is. Everybody's very upset. <laughs> the 712 Sooner. The Big 12 has implemented a new rule. All remaining OU wins are only worth half value, so winning out will equal one win. That's a joke, by the way. And then chapstick real quick before the break and before we get to final thoughts. It doesn't really matter if the Big 12 got the rule right. If a team can show that there was a substantive argument 
that they would have and should have made the championship game, especially if I'm OU, I'm filing for an injunction. If for no other reason than to give the middle finger to the Big 12 on the way out. I don't think we've heard the end of this discussion, in my opinion. Oh, bro, let's get lawyers involved. (laughs) Let's get lawyers involved. Let's get a three-team tie between Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, and Kansas State for that final spot. Heck, throw Texas in there. Make it, well, I guess it wouldn't be the same. The ruling would be different. But let's get lawyers involved. I'm in. I'm in, baby. Uh, And then, let's see, there was one more from the 405. If you think about it, guys, Lincoln Riley's star has fallen one notch each year since his first year at OU. That's a Teddy take, right? Every year that he got further away, got a little bit less physical, a little bit a little bit worse. That was a pretty good splash at USC in the first year, right? But when they had the opportunity to make the playoffs, what happened? It imploded. Yep, fell on their face. It, it absolutely uh, was a nice start, given where USC had been. But this, boy, this is uh, big time headed in the wrong direction this year. Okay, I've got a 180 for you from Joe in Tulsa on the red shirt of Jackson Arnold and a great story for final thoughts. I can't believe the show is already over. We'll take a timeout. We'll come back, put a wrap on a Thursday edition of the Plank Show live from Cavens on the ref. Did you hear that high-level technical discussion the Steel Man and I were just having, Josh? Oh, I most certainly did. Was it not impressive? When you need technical stuff taken care of. Call Drake. Hold on. Okay. I just actually accidentally changed something. <laughs> <laughs> what, what a horrible I bit started, of karma. I started bragging too much. Oh, no. We've ruined it. Okay, we're good now. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Apparently, if you change one input, it mutes out all of them. My bad, Steely. My bad. All right. The final segment of this show, as always, is known as Final Thoughts. And Final Thoughts are presented by Primrose Funeral Services. Uh, pre-planned, man. That's the absolute best way to take the stress and the uh, e- even more pain out of one of the hardest times in life. And Primrose Funeral Services are here to help you out. 80 years of service, 405-321-6000. All right, I brought two things for final thoughts, Josh. You ready? Number one, Joe from Tulsa. Okay. He writes, another perspective on not playing Jackson Arnold. I don't see him playing five years and needing a red shirt. If he ever gets hurt, he gets a medical year anyway. But if Arnold got hurt this late in the year, it might affect him being ready come August. Look at Sexton missing the first part of this year and Cam Rising missing the whole season after a bowl game. Do you guys see them sitting him in the bowl game? You can uh, you can play in the bowl game, right? I mean, sure. it, it doesn't count toward yeah. the the redshirt number anymore. Didn't they change that rule? Yes, that's right. I am. Um, I would also add, guys. I think Jackson Arnold is going to be fantastic. I really do. But. We also really get over our skis with these young guys pretty quick. Spencer Rattler, we couldn't wait to get him as the starting quarterback for Oklahoma. Blake Bell, couldn't wait to get him as the starting quarterback for Oklahoma. Trevor Knight, you couldn't wait. Sometimes sometimes it's okay to say, all right, we might want to make sure to plan in case we need more time, in case it doesn't go as planned. It's just I'm old enough to remember whenever late in the season people couldn't wait 
for Josh Heupel to graduate, for Nate Hibble to come in so that they could have a more explosive offense whenever Josh struggled late in the year. I yeah, mean, that's, that's a nice one to have in the back pocket for this it wasn't argument. A, and again, it wasn't a lot of people. It was just enough to where you're like, everybody calm down. And I think it's natural. But the Primrose Funeral Service's final thought that stayed with me the most comes to us from Connor Near's alma mater, Ferris State. Defending D2 champion, Ferris State, will play a playoff game this Saturday without its head coach. He has been suspended, has Tony Anise. Do you want to know why Tony Anise got suspended? I need to know. Because... His football players lit cigars in the locker room after winning a national title last year. Last year. Not last week. Last year. Anissa's one-game playoff suspension isn't a total surprise. It was announced by the NCAA earlier this year. Quote, technically speaking, I can be at the game. Just got to buy my own ticket, so I don't know if that's a good idea. (laughs) Fair State had to pay a $2,500 fine and... $15,000 in cleaning and repair expenses. Smoke them if you got them. The Bulldogs beat the Colorado Mines 41-14 last year, so they'll now be without their coach for smoking cigars in last year's championship Unbelievable. (laughs) What a time to have to serve it, right? All right, y'all have a great rest of your Thursday. Um, a game day Friday, man. We'll have all things to get you ready for Saturday tomorrow. Steelman is here at Cavens to tell you more about all the great things going on with Gary and his crew as we roll on on a Thursday right here on The Ref.